This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Wednesday, March 1st, 2006. I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast of indeterminate length featuring fabulous producer Veronica. Veronica. And welcome to our 176th episode. And happy St. David's Day, the patron saint of Wales. Not the animals <laughs> that live in the sea, but the country, also known as Cymru. <laughs> I can't do a whale. Yeah, whales are difficult. You got to run it through some processing. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. You'll get it. Got to sound like you're underwater, you know? I mean. mm-hmm. Right. Well, with that out of the way, let's move on to the news. Rhode Island educators say that MySpace has turned into everybody's nightmare. This is just in. Tonight at 11, how MySpace will kill your children. <laughs> no, seriously. Is anyone... It will take your babies in the night. <laughs> how Watch MySpace out. will Predators. steal your brain. Predators around every corner. Dun, yeah, dun, so dun. Uh, well, I was watching the uh, the Olympics in HD on DirecTV, which means I had to get it the Channel 4 from LA feed mm-hmm. rather than uh, Channel 11, which is way down in San Jose, and I can't get it. Because HD is still so confusing and lame. And no. And <laughs> Sorry, that was a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> you're baiting me. I know. That's my job. <laughs> um, but anyway, they were doing a, uh, like every commercial break tonight at 11 on Channel 4 News, how MySpace will eat your children and spit them out. I mean, it was just yeah. horrible. They MySpace were totally hyping it. Totally the new bugaboo. It's like the new yeah, Grand it's Theft a witch Auto. Hunt. It's it, a it's a total witch hunt. I think it is face. a little bit of a witch hunt. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, there are only a couple confirmed arrests of sexual predator kind of behavior. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to diminish obviously the importance of any of those. But if you look at like AOL, well, I was just gonna say hello. This is like 1996 in AOL chat rooms. Yeah, exactly. you know, like All come on, again. it's just a different forum for people to be out there. It's not MySpace in particular. Right, you know, people should be watching more what their 14 year old daughters are doing on the internet and exactly. not letting them go out on dates with 26 year olds. You know, I mean, I get real livid about this kind of thing. Yeah. I can't remember where I read it, but someone was speculating yesterday that if you take the number of crimes attributable to MySpace. And the population of MySpace, which is bigger like than the state of California, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you took the number of crimes in the state of California, you would find that MySpace is actually safer than <laughs> the, the general population. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm sure that statistically the internet itself is probably a safer place for kids to hang out than, than who knows, than the playground. Than an unsupervised or, street corner or Yeah, or, a park. or the mall, or, yeah. you know, but it's like this is just the, it's the new hot thing that the media is talking about. It's yeah. not to belittle the fact that there are risks on right. MySpace. It's just to say there are risks everywhere, and MySpace is no different. You should be careful there. You should, like you say, Veronica, supervise your children mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. But it's it's being blown out of proportion as if MySpace is just some big brothel or <laughs> and something. Yeah, and then there's still, you know, there's still Friendster, and there's still all sorts of other social networking sites that people, just because it's the biggest and the most popular, right. naturally it gets, you know, pooped on. <laughs> I would. I was going to go with tarred and feathered, but I think I like yours better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it I, it is a kind of an interesting social question, and it has been for several years. I think since the since there became basically a generation of kids who are not going to know life without the internet. Right. It is hard to determine how much you should block. I mean, I, you know, personally, I'm totally opposed to the kind of like parental control software and the the parental controls that you can put on. AOL and the internet and stuff but that's very easy for me to say because I don't have kids yeah and also the you know what I kind of agree with uh, maybe a school should be blocking MySpace you know it's not exactly conducive to education there's no reason why it should like I'm not for censorship but I think that you know schools kind of have the right to block websites that absolutely have no purpose in an educational means at all you know I mean I'm I 
don't flame me and say I'm. I mean, it's true though. That's true. Although when I was when I was in high school, we used to find a lot of ways to get around that because we had blocked sites that we couldn't get to. There's internet right. sites you can just go to, you well, know, I think and that get around. Even, yeah, that when was I was like before high school, anonymizer. The yeah. TRS eighties in our lab were <laughs> full of porn. Oh, whatever. You didn't have computers. <laughs> <laughs> Did we had trash eighties? Um, yeah. Well, this is a hot button issue, right? Yeah. And uh, it, that's the kind of thing that the Minnesota Republican Party was trying to find out your opinions about when they distributed a new CD <laughs> about so a recent proposed good. amendment. They wanted to find out your opi- opinion on it. issues like abortion, gun control, <sighs> and illegal this immigration. Is so bad. But what the Minnesota Republican Party didn't tell you, according to the posting on Slashdot, is that the CD would then phone home to the Minnesota Republican Party with your name attached, what your responses were. Oh, (laughs) snap. Talk about a witch hunt. Talk about... I I wouldn't be surprised to discover that first four internet was behind these CDs, frankly. (laughs) The makers of the Sony Rootkit. Makers of the Sony Rootkit. I mean, that is just unbelievable. You know, it's my guess, ignorance. Somebody made this CD thinking, this is great, and then we can just get all the responses sent back to us, and it'll be so much easier no. than having to collect them. That Come on. Nobody is that ignorant. The whole entire process of surveying, for one thing, is it comes as naturally as breathing to political parties. It's all they do all the live long day. Yeah, but technology, and they all know, sometimes not so good with that. No, but they all know that it's anonymous surveys, that it's like just blind phone calls, or it's whatever. You know, There's never been the... the the prospect of attaching names to the survey no, information before. No, that's so wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, it that's doesn't mention you do it that in terms on of use either. It, I mean, that's the no privacy policy, no terms of use. That's when you have to be skeptical of things, when you don't right. see a privacy right. policy or terms of use. I think CDs are like, yeah, I, I, some CD coming to you from a company is like the new attachment. Just don't <laughs> put it in your computer, seriously. Yeah, it's you know what? Those <laughs> CDs make great coasters. You can use them as Christmas yeah. ornaments. You can nuke you them can, in the microwave. Yeah, like, there's um, all kinds yeah. of productive things to do with them. But if someone hands you a piece of candy off the street, would you pop it in your mouth? No. No. Don't be putting these CDs in your computers. You can't be trusted. And don't be putting CBS's videos on YouTube either. <laughs> Because they'll go after you. Just they got all NBC uh, on the uh, the people who were putting a very heartwarming story. The most heartwarming story uh, ever. I ever. mean, and you know you, that term is overused in the this television is, industry. This, this is, is freaking truly heartwarming. a heartwarming story. It's yeah. about an autistic kid named Jason McElwain who was the manager of a basketball team. For the very last game of the season, they let him suit up. They ended putting ended up putting him in. He missed his first two shots, but then he went on a six shot three pointer run. Yeah, he saw. He and saw people fire. went nuts in the crowd. They've got the video from the guy who videos the basketball games for the coach of people just going crazy. Yeah, the audience, the players. I mean, it's fantastic. Like I told you guys were there. I totally teared up she watching teared this. Up. It's wonderful, and um, it's the kind of thing that really. You should be able to see anywhere on the internet because it's just, it's just wonderful. Nice bit of little reporting, except for some weird reading by the CBS news yeah. anchor. Yeah. But, the, you know, the CBS uh, <laughs> but the, the CBS does have it for free on their website for with, you to watch. Uh-huh, with a nice, big, fat Walmart ad. Well, yeah. And that's and why now, they don't want it on YouTube. Right. But you they know want to make their money off it. Why can't they just say, like, we'll make it free for distribution as long as you include the ad? Well, because people just chop it off. Yeah. But, you know, the, ugh. It's just another, I don't know. It's just another, you don't get it. Like, well, it's also, you pointed out. You when, can't control it. And just because these guys are trying now stu- now discovering that YouTube yeah, exists. Exactly. Like, oh, oh no. There's this thing called YouTube. Yeah. So that's the oh end of the gosh. party for YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> they'll get bought by somebody now and they'll become the next either Napster or 
some sort of thing like that. Neutered yeah. and boring and not with any good content I at just all. Have and then there say, will be another site that does it. So so there, CBS. It'll just go on and on and on. I'm sorry. This is really off topic, but I just have to mention it. I'm looking at one of the ads on Boing Boing, and there's a t-shirt of... And it says, Tom is not my friend. <laughs> it's a MySpace joke. You're I right. Think that's really I see funny. that one too. Oh, from Busted Tees. And Busted Tees is a fantastic site. Yeah. Wow. Tom is not my friend. That's awesome. Well, I'm not everybody's friend. I can't be. The Daily Show. <laughs> not a couple of days ago, The Daily Show did a very, very funny bit actually about social networking sites. Really? <laughs> and MySpace in particular. Yeah. He goes, I have 9,000 friends. I don't need to like leave, you know, my house and make friends. It was, I don't know. It was very funny. They have that youth correspondent guy. He's hilarious. <laughs> woo, All right. Woo Daily Show. When we come back, we will talk about a woman who got ticketed for wearing headphones on an Orange County bus. I think that just teases itself. We'll talk a little bit about uh, whether your email should be taxed and if cell phones can bring down a plane as quickly as snakes can. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. So, out, <laughs> more, more outrageous behavior from the powers that be. I'm sorry. We saw this on Boing Boing today. <laughs> and uh, Veronica. <laughs> Cops in Orange County, that's a city south of Los Angeles, if you've never seen the show, have recently been <laughs> issuing, and it's a real place, it's not just a television show, uh, have recently been issuing citations to public transit users who listen to music on headphones. Well, uh, the way Zenny wrote this on Boing Boing mm -hmm. implies that this is a widespread practice. We only know of one particular incidence, but Posh from Suicide Girls uh, was on a bus listening to headphones and an undercover cop came walking through the bus and cited her. For wearing headphones on a moving vehicle, which what? is against the law, you can't you can't wear headphones while you're driving a car or riding a bike. It doesn't seem to apply to riding in the coach a bus. of a bus. That's unbelievable. And then they said that they're trying to raise awareness that there are undercover cops and they will bust you for what? To which Posh headphones? replied, "Isn't it sort of the point of undercover cops to be undercover? Yeah, not, right. Not themselves be known." But this is unbelievable. Well, also, what does that have to do with getting ticketed for headphones? Why on earth would you get ticketed for wearing headphones on a you're not, bus? I, it, it goes so f far and beyond the actual law, which is that, you know, you can't have headphones on while you're driving and you can't have them on a bike and that kind of thing. And I think it's just they were trying to make an example and it's stupid. Orange like, County Transit yes, Association apologized. Uh, OCTA po apologized after the incident took place. Well, it's, they didn't really apologize. You're skeptical that it actually happened? Kinda. I'm skeptical that that's the only reason this person was cited. Uh, well, that that's quite possible. Well, we only I know her side of the didn't story. Didn't on the article it said two people, including herself? I don't know. Did it? I thought I read that. that it it, says, it does say a fellow passenger. Oh, along with a fellow passenger. You're right. So I don't no. think, uh, I don't Posh know. Posh contacted OCTA customer service, this now off of metblogs.com, after the incident took place while the OCTA apologized for the incident and took her number. Uh, she has still not received an apology. Actually, it's true. I did click through to Posh's blog. Mm -hmm. How can this person be called Posh? Isn't that a spice? Anyway, ah. um, it, apparently the cop said, this <laughs> is just unbelievable. So they pulled in front of the bus. It wasn't even someone on the bus. It was like a sheriff in a car. That's not undercover. Pulls in front of the, it's not what? undercover at all. So that other blog, whatever, okay. you know how blogs get. <laughs> anyway, that's risking a flame war that I don't feel like engaging in. So apparently... The um, 
I don't know, something about it. That apparently, having both headphones on while in a bus is a crime. This is quoting the, the thing. They take her info. They're about to leave when an undercover notices me with my iPod. Do you have your ID? He rudely asks. I ask why. He informs me that what I'm doing is illegal. You can only have one earphone in at a time. That's huh. true if you're driving or if you're operating a bicycle, but that's not true if you're riding. I don't riding. even know if that's true when you're driving or riding. You can't I know, have well, one I, earphone in while you're driving a car. I imagine you're right. You know, you're right. You probably can't have either info, but you can definitely not wear headphones while you're driving a car. That is illegal. And he says, she said that when she called... He's just making stuff up. ...the sheriff's department... Her friend called the sheriff's department to find out what was going on and was told that today they are having a zero tolerance campaign and making examples out of people so that possible rapists or other such types will fear the possibility of undercover cops on the bus. What? So, yeah, the people with the headphones are definitely a good Yeah, because, you know, it is quite dangerous to have people with headphones riding public transit. Yeah. They might step on your toe. Well, you know what rapists always do? Wear Wear headphones headphones on the bus. bus. Clearly. What? (laughs) This is just unbelievable. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Watch out for your iPod. You'll get mugged and or arrested. Yeah. Nice police state. OC. Let's move on to a less controversial story like AOL charging people for email being delivered. Uh, (laughs) Tom's on a roll today. We've we've tried to stay away from this story for for a while because there wasn't anything new. But uh, Slashdot has it. Boing Boing has it. CNET has it. Everybody's blogging about it today. Yeah. uh, About a protest from a coalition of consumer groups. Uh, being placed to AOL saying they should not charge for delivery of email in America. Online sticking to its guns saying that mark it on your calendars. Within 30 days, we're going to start charging for email. Yeah, although it's pretty interesting. Apparently, EFF is coordinating a pushback. Yeah, but look who's part of it. MoveOn.org, the the very left-leaning civic action group, the Mm -hmm. Mm AFL-CIO, a labor union, and Gun Owners of America. Yeah, I know. All binding together. Craig Newmark of of, of um, Craigslist, Tim O'Reilly of O'Reilly Media, United Farm Workers. I mean, this is everyone, basically, I think, who would be in any position to send an email <laughs> for a legitimate business purpose is like, dude, The United this Email is Senders cool. of, of, yeah, I think we should start our of own the world. emailers union. I think so, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, this, this can't end well for AOL, unless they say, yeah, yeah it, doesn't it turns look... out, I guess we decided that's not a bad idea. And I still hold to I mean, my idea, idea that a possibly a very small charge system could defeat spam. I, I've come around to agreeing that it's not the best way. Yeah, I don't know. The EFF has convinced me that it's just bad. Cell phones on a plane. Cell phones on a plane. Even more dangerous than snakes. Oh, I'll do that movie. I'll just do it on the title alone. Cell phones on a plane. <laughs> Yeah. Cell phones on a plane is my worst nightmare. <laughs> Even worse everyone. than snakes on a plane. I'm not that scared of snakes, but cell phones on a plane. Oh. Come and help us. Is that a cell phone? No, it's just a snake. Oh, no. oh uh, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette website reports, according to Slashdot, that a Carnegie Mellon University study found that cell phones can interfere, and in fact do interfere, with airplane cockpit instruments. A quote from the conclusion says that devices like cell phones will, in all likelihood, someday cause an accident by interfering with critical cockpit instruments such as GPS receivers. That makes perfect sense. It does. Does it? The findings I come think it does. The findings come as the Federal Communications Commission is considering lifting the ban on the use of cell phones during flight. Now that is a little bit as Tom would say of FUD because that one of the things that the FCC is considering very carefully is this very possibility and they have said that there's no way they're going to lift a ban until they're sure that it won't interfere and or until they're sure that they can basically come up with new technology that will right. make sure it doesn't interfere with cockpit functions. I mean, can you, can you imagine what would happen if they lifted the ban on cell phone use on airplanes and a plane went down? And a down. plane went down? I mean, come on. And like 200 people died because of it. Yeah, I'm like, not saying I that... I can't even... I ain't risking it. I'll I'm not saying that. that the government is anything but inept, but there is absolutely no way 
that they would allow cell phones on planes until they were absolutely 100% positive. It wasn't even even if down they're the not 100 you know, just don't do it. If there's any inkling in your mind that it could, that for the, for just for the fact to make it more convenient for people to be able to use their cell phones on no, a plane, well why risk human life? It's a little that? different situation yeah. than we had a few years ago. I remember uh, covering this at Tech TV, and the deal then was that all of the airlines had those in flight cell phone mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And the controversy was, well, why will those work and not my cell phone? They just want to make money off me. And right. I think these days it's bearing out that they're ripping those things out right and left. Those self, you can hardly find a flight with those things, no. those cell phones in the seats anymore. I was just on one. Some, of them, some of them are still there but don't work, but they still don't want you using your cell phones. It's not about making money well, off no, of that. Well, no, apparently, according to the Post Gazette article, those phones do operate at frequencies that do not interfere. Yeah, well. And, okay. and they've been right. on planes for more than a decade. So those aren't. But know, it wasn't a conspiracy of we're going to put these phones in and then right. say cell phones cause crashes. Oh, yeah, yeah no. no. And no, then no, the no, reason no. that they're pulling those out is because no one uses them because they cost yeah. too dang much. And mm-hmm. you know what? Because the convenience isn't worth it. Hello? We don't need cell phones on a plane. I mean, as much cell as Cell phones I, on a plane? Cell phones on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, there's probably a need for maybe one or two cell phones. Or not cell phones, but... Telephony devices, perhaps on a well, plane. Well, maybe like but. a bathroom. Would, be a, like, yes, yes. I have phone. the no answer. No way, because then you'll never the be able to go to the bathroom. A separate booth. telephone booth, a booth built into the airplane. Brilliant. That you can go in. It's soundproof. No one has to listen to your stupid conversation. Superman, I love Brilliant. that. Brilliant. And you know, <laughs> That's okay. Brilliant. All right, thank you. Although Good. I would admit, admit that I would like to have data. Services on okay, a plane. Okay, so have it, have it, have a data plug. Like have, have, have a ban on Wi-Fi voice. On, you can have a wife. We can have Wi-Fi on a plane. So then you could do VoIP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then you could talk. I don't want to talk. I don't want anyone talking. It's technically possible. I don't want anyone talking on the plane. <laughs> wow. I'm not on, flying with you anymore. Believe me, I've been on a I've lot. Because I've talked to you on a plane. I've been on, <laughs> I've been on a lot of airplanes recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? Other people just shouldn't talk. You got to get the, the Shure, <laughs> the headphones, the, the E4Cs. I do have noise-canceling headphones yeah. from Sony. But I think I'm going to get those Shure E4Cs. Those are pretty nice. I think nice. I might get them too. There and are my some Sony people, ones, the cord isn't long enough, drives me crazy. There are oh. some people whose voice pitch can penetrate even the E4 headphones. Oh, it's kind of like me. dolphins, like the squealing of whales and dolphins. You can hear that. Yeah, and I think that lady was on my flight back from Orlando. <laughs> uh, we should note that ICANN and VeriSign have come to an agreement, so there's nothing going to change uh, drastically with domains, both fortunately and unfortunately. Uh, VeriSign will still be in control of the lucrative dot-com monopoly. However, China has decided to go off and create their own internet domains. Yeah, oh. yay. Woohoo. This is... um. Sort of a budding story that no one's going to be that interested in because it sounds kind of boring, but it's actually potentially pretty scary because it is kind of the natural evolution in that whole debate about the U.S. controlling the Internet, which is like, okay, well, then we'll control, we'll just start our own Internet. And it didn't seem that reasonable, but if someone really does, and the thing is, like, China's going to create domains that are in Chinese, right, in Chinese char- based on Chinese characters, but the domain names are cn.com and .net. Yeah. In Chinese characters. Though. In Chinese characters, but still. There's still the huge potential for problems because say you, I don't know, isn't it possible that your browser, like if you type in blah, 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 dot com and your browser has language support, that there's some chance you could, it could translate it into Chinese if you have it set to do that. I mean, I I don't know. I I I think you probably have to be in China. It's unclear at this point whether they're actually creating their own top level domains or if these are secondary, second level domains. It is still unclear, but no, what they're planning though is no, they, China is hoping to start its own separate it root says, servers and administer its own top-level domains. Yeah. It would be a split. Well, in, it I would can, literally be a split in the internet. ICANN says they're confused on whether it's going to be top-level or second-level. See, and the, I think the thing is whether China would actually uh, 
be operating uh, their own top-level system or if it would be more like the new network that operates within the current system. They have their own root servers, but you have to install software on your machine to be able to access their domains. It's not, I mean, ICANN doesn't know, and the, and the discussions are sketchy, but the reason I think people are concerned about it is that it, China has certainly made noises that say that they want to operate their own root servers and their own top-level domains. Oh, yeah, of course they do. Which would be basically... Gives them more control. Which basically means you have two systems running .com, regardless of what language they're in. Well, I, that's a good question. I don't know if that's exactly true. And I don't know that it's not not true. <laughs> All right, moving on. What I'm saying is pay attention to this because it could get pretty messy. All right. Uh, you wanted to talk briefly about uh, Yahoo with the Chinese. <laughs> you say dis- that like it's not important. Chinese yes. dissident. No, a this recent isn't. court verdict has confirmed that indeed Yahoo did help to jail a second Chinese dissident. Oh, Yahoo. And I just want to make it clear that this means that Yahoo provided information that caused a person who was speaking out against the Chinese government, not somebody who like blew up a building or anything like that, somebody who just was engaging in freedom of expression, sent them to jail. To jail for probably a long time in Chinese jail, which I imagine not it's that not great. It's not very nice. I also imagine, nice. and just to play devil's advocate, because I don't disagree with you on this, but I also imagine that Yahoo would have been booted out of the country had they not. Well, this is, and this is the ongoing question. Like, obviously, I have said that no internet company in its right mind is going to say, no, we're not going to do business in China. But people have raised recently the question of whether Google, Yahoo, and Microsoft should get together and say, we're not going to operate in China unless these restrictions are lifted. And in that case, it will be a huge disservice to your economy. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Interesting. Unfortunately, for this conversation, I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's take some voicemails. Uh, Shocker Spaz in Baltimore weighing in on the when is a podcast by any other name smell as sweet or something like that. Hi, guys. This is Shocker Spaz in Baltimore. I wanted to weigh in on the whole uh, podcast uh, thing. And uh, I submit that uh, a podcast is a podcast when you subscribe to a single URL and the content automatically updates. Uh, in my book, that's a podcast. Uh, love the show. Bye. Yeah, I, I, actually, I think that's probably the best <clears throat> definition of this that I've come across. Yeah, we got a couple of emails about that, and that seems to be the prevailing. When you can subscribe to it. I'll buy that idea. It's a podcast. But you, know, you have to go download it. It's just an audio Blog. Kind of podcasting is also just a big um, buzzword, and so no one really knows the difference. So everybody's calling any audio thing that they do a podcast because that makes it cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's the difference between a blog and a website? Your mind, <laughs> how you interpret it. That's what it is. Uh, I got a suggestion from Paul Not Ron. Hey, Tom, Molly, and Veronica. Um, it's Paul Not Ron. Hey, just wondering, I listened to today's podcast, and then I was listening uh, back into the the earlier days of your podcast, um, I listened to a couple episodes, um, and I was just wondering if you could, uh, if you could just maybe give us like a greatest moments or something podcast, uh, just bringing us back to the, uh, the funny moments of the past on Buzz Out Loud, um, uh, maybe do that for your one year anniversary, I don't know, I just thought it'd be cool to listen to some of that stuff. Uh, so give it a thought. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Veronica. Ooh, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> how would you, how would you like this to happen? <laughs> I, if, if, if you guys really want this, if you'd be interested in hearing like a best of podcast type of thing, send me 
No, start in the forums. Okay, in the forums. All right, don't email me directly. <laughs> right, and we'll start with a forum thread and say what episodes and what clips you liked the best and like mm-hmm. when they happen in the episode, what yeah, the date of the codes. episode it is, that kind of thing. And then, you know, that would make it a lot easier for me to get working on that because mm-hmm. I think it would be really fun to do, actually. So, yeah, just... um. Hook it up and I'll make it happen. <laughs> in fact, if you edit it for her, if you, oh, if you even, want to edit it for me, more likely um, to record and edit it. She'll just make it sound I mean, better. I can, I can publish it and like clean it up a little bit, I guess. <laughs> That'd be super. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, got a call from Jeff from Houston. Haven't heard from him in a while. Weighing in on the response to Apple yesterday. Hi, Tom, Molly, Veronica. Hey, Jeff from Houston. And uh, a couple things. First thing is, um, hey, guys, you got to update your voicemail because... Uh, we don't hear Veronica's lovely voice, and and frankly, it's just not quite right. Secondly, um, I was listening to the Apple thing yesterday, or watching it on, online as things were happening, and man, utter disappointment! I am a huge Apple freak, but uh, I have got to say that I did not want to brag up anything about Apple yesterday to my coworkers because I was utterly disappointed. It was more, instead of like a Yahoo, it was like a woohoo. Hey, anyways, and then one last thing. Hey, Veronica, um, I, I moved from Utah about six years ago, and fry sauce was uh, not available in packets from what I could see at the stores, but you can get it in bottles. And it's 50% mayonnaise and 50% Heinz ketchup. And uh, it, it's great. So try it out. Bye. That seems to be one side of the story, not the fry sauce thing, but the apple. I do. I, apple not I'm me on the voicemail thing. I wasn't here for the fry sauce thing, by the way. I like fry sauce. Do you? Mm-hmm. Where can I get some? Around here? You can make it. Anywhere? It's get half and half mayonnaise and ketchup. And I, know, I, know, I know it's got to be more than that, because then why else would they sell it in the store? Mm. Like, are people that lazy? No, I, yes. I know I know. everyone keeps Come telling on. me it was just you know, just mayonnaise and ketchup, but it had a little more tangy taste than that. What's I think Thousand this is, Island actually, dressing? I'm a big fan of ranch dressing and ketchup. Really? And that might give it a little extra tang. That's All called right. Molly Maybe sauce. Maybe like a little tiny Molly bit sauce. of that Hidden Valley Ranch powder and some sour cream and oh then boy. ketchup and then you'd have a delicious I'm just going to mix all the condiments I have in my refrigerator together <laughs> We need a Buzz Out Loud cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to avoid the apple discussion. Yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> I kind of am. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, people were kind of all over the map on the apple thing yesterday. Well, Charlie Craig, who we also haven't heard from in quite a while, also weighed in on it. So let's hear him first and then we can talk about it. Hey guys, it's Charlie Craig in Los Angeles. I just wanted to agree with what you were saying about uh, the new Apple mini stereo device. I've got a Bose sound dock in my office, which cost me two ninety nine, which was a little expensive, but I bought it because it had it was at the time the only uh, device that came with a remote, and it sounds great in the confines of my office. I'm glad I have it. At home, I spent thirty nine dollars and I got a uh, an Apple dock, and I just play my iPod through my stereo, which means it sounds fantastic, and I don't really see the I don't really see a big market now for this new device. I think you're right. I think the people who wanted that have bought it or they've made a workaround, and 350 seems kind of extreme. Thanks to the podcast. I'll keep listening. Bye. That pretty much sums up my critique of the boombox. And also Veronica's, which Mm -hmm. is the people who have wanted it already bought it. Yep. Yep. Now the Mac Mini, it's fine. It's fine. I think, you know, I think... (laughs) There was kind of a forum thread that indicated that all we did was bash the announcements yesterday. And I actually think that despite our disappointment with the iPod Hi-Fi, 
we, at least I, am pretty measured on my response to the Mac Mini, which is that Apple has an expectation problem. The expectations are through the roof because of all the secrecy and the media frenzy, which is, let me be clear, a byproduct of the secrecy. It's not like the media, this is not some chicken and egg argument. It's not like the media just invents this stuff because they think it's cool. It's because Apple has very Mm -hmm. deliberately and calculatingly created as much buzz as they can around every single thing they do. Let's not make any mistake about that. This is Apple's fault. The expectation problem, period. I don't think it's only Apple's fault. 